And welcome back to another episode of Energize. Barry, how are you doing? Ross, what's the story, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, look, big weekend ahead. The Six Nations is back. That's what we're here for. That's what you're here for. Barry, how long have you been waiting for the Irish rugby to be back? Oh, uh, well, I wonder if anyone actually noticed that we've actually changed seats for this one. Because uh, this is, I don't know why we did that, actually. <laughs> We were watching well, the United we match. Here we were we watching are. the United match, and uh, we were just like, "All right, let's get this cracked." Oh yeah, I apologize by the way. This is meant to be on Monday. Uh, we weren't able to do it. Uh, obviously Tuesday as well. But like, right, we're here. We're back. What's the crack? Yeah, yeah. We have we have a good show uh, in store for you guys. Um, obviously, we want to actually wait until the Six Nations team come out anyway. Yeah. Um, Andy Farrell's first game in charge after a very very disappointing World Cup. So. It's really a chance yeah. for a new leaf for Ireland to get out there and show their stuff, isn't it? Yeah, um, it was such a, such a strange World Cup. But looking back on it now, we we're actually like really, really bad. Um, we went in hoping that we we do well, but uh, it turned out to be not a great competition at all. And yet again, we didn't win in the knockout stages. Yeah, look, there was no excuses to be made. Yeah. The performances were very, very poor. You know, New Zealand yeah. like ran through us like we were absolutely nothing. They treated us as if we were like a Samoa or a Tonga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well a lot they of really players did. a lot of players were out on their feet, but then like even looking at Rory Best who's now retired, he um he was basically just already in the team based on what probably one of the big the big problems Joe Schmidt had was he had loyalty to the players when it should have been done more on what the actual form was. You know what I mean? Going to a World Cup in like 37, 38 is a bit late. Well, and, st- and starting and starting as well. Yeah, he was the he was the, he was the captain going into it. I think there was questions over whether he was even the best uh, hooker in in the Irish squad at the time. So yeah, or even an Ulster. Yeah, you have to sort of ask those questions, and now it's time for Ireland to sort of kick on without them. There's no point sort of doing too much of um, a biopsy on what happened to Ireland in the World Cup. We might as well look forward, and it looks like there's a new wave of talent coming yeah. into Irish rugby yeah. yet again, yeah. which well, that's, is absolutely that, phenomenal. That's what has me excited now, especially looking at the backs. There's a mm. lot of new faces, well, like, <clears throat> new starting faces. Yeah, uh, so I, I suppose we'll look through the team. Did you want to start in the backs, or do you, do you want to, you know... Well, I mean... Me, <laughs> tell me, what, what, what is the team that Andy Farrell picked the team you were expecting? Um, do you know what? Like, just looking at the faces on the starting lineup now, it... I'm way more excited now than look reading it from paper. Uh, we should probably start off with the. Fr- we should start probably start off with the forwards first because yeah. there hasn't been as many changes, and then it just well, be more talking we'll, points. We'll start back. off with the front row. Yeah. Um. You have Keen Healy. Uh. Yeah. You have Herring, and you have Toy Furlong. Yeah. Um. I was actually hoping Ronan Kelleher would get his debut in this game. I was hoping he'd start. He's been absolutely phenomenal for Leinster. Uh, he's kept Sean Cronin out of the team. The only thing is he is coming back off injury. But I think a great way to actually start him in debut would be to actually start him alongside his Leinster teammates in the front row. Yeah. And that would really actually like solidify our scrum. Uh, I don't think uh, Herring has played too many games alongside Healy and for um, long. So will that cause scrummaging issues? I don't know. What's your take on that? Um... I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be overly stressed about that to be honest, man. I'd be more worried about what the situation is with the lineup. Uh, Keller is on the bench. I'm sure he'll make an appearance because um, yeah, there's no doubt he'll make his debut. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of players are going to get on off the bench. Yeah, good to see Devon Toner actually on the on the bench. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what do you think of this? Because I personally, I'm actually a big fan of Devon Toner being on the bench. 
Oh, you want to be a starter? It, to be honest, I feel like he either yeah. starts Evan Toner or you don't have him in the squad. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like if Ireland are losing, I don't think bring on Toner. I don't, I don't think he is an immense ball carrier. Or, yeah. Um, he's a decent tackler. Like, he makes his tackles, but it's not like he puts in really big hits. And his main thing is to win the line out. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be honest. Yeah, he's decent around the pitch, but no one's like, oh, shit, Devin Toner's running at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, it's just so good to have him back in the squad because he wasn't in the World Cup squad as well. Yeah, potentially. So um, I would almost rather have uh, Dunica Ryan in the, in the squad there because I think he's a bit more of a bruiser. And I think the one thing that Irish pack is maybe lacking is a, a bit of grit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Brian Driscoll was actually saying he, he doesn't think there's too many dogs in this uh, this pack. Um, and he's expecting CJ Standard to do a lot more carrying of the ball into Rooks and doing the dirty work. Yeah, I thought CJ Standard was actually an interesting pick on ter- in terms of form. I wasn't too sure if he was actually going to start, let alone be in the squad. Yeah. Uh, the match day squad. He, Ahead um, of Peter Omani as well. I, I think... Well, I, I think Omani on the bench is weirdly enough, like, absolutely golden because he can play anywhere across the back three, which is quite rare. Um, like... Bring O'Mahony on after 50, 60 minutes. Um, like, that's an absolute terrier you're after bringing onto the pitch. Yeah. I think Van der Fleer in at seven is one of the few people who's like solidified his name on the team sheet. Yeah. Standard's probably there for a bit of experience. He does carry the ball up well. Uh, he, he seemed to like his yardage seemed to like severely drop during the World Cup. So it'll be very interesting to see whether he can get that back. And then in at number eight, Caelan Doris making his uh, Ireland debut. What like a selection from Andy Farrell? Yeah. To to me, it was like either Doris or Max Deegan. Yeah. And I think you have to be really sort of, you know, brave uh, as a manager to pick someone on their debut and uh, start at number eight, especially like such a physical position. He's only twenty one years of age. He looks absolutely incredible, and uh, he's got great offloading skills. He loves a carry. Judging from what I've seen, I think maybe he's actually an all-round better player than Deegan. But Deegan seems to like love a carry and love scoring a try. I don't think they both should have been in the squad, though, if that makes sense. I think you yeah. had to go for one or the other. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So uh, I can sort of understand that. I feel like Max Deegan and Jack O'Donoghue from Munster really did miss out on the squad. I thought maybe he could have been in at six, to be honest, instead of standard. But... Look, it's a very, very strong pack Andy Farrell's after putting out there. Doris is sort of almost the wild card in terms of international rugby. Yeah. What exactly but, are you expecting from Doris going into this now as well? Uh, I expect plenty of offloads. Uh, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see him carry the ball. To be honest, and I, I want to see how he stacks up against the Scottish pack because the Scottish pack is always going to be quite big. Yeah, and I want to see how, how they do against them. But for me, look. Henderson and Ryan, I don't think we mentioned in the second row. We talk more about Toner. But, yeah. like, there are two best second rows in the country, in my opinion. And Henderson's obviously the Ulster captain. James Ryan is, like, people are tipping him being the next Ireland captain. Yeah. Uh, potentially out for second. So, like, there's plenty of leadership in that pack. Uh, obviously, plenty of experience with Furlong and Healy. I expect uh, Ireland to boss Scotland up front. Yeah, same here. Uh, this is actually... Your brother Chris, shout out Chris, uh, sent us a stat that Healy and Johnny Sexton are going to be the fir- first uh, two out of seven players for Ireland that have played in three different de- decades. Yeah, 
looked it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Like he obviously he played in what two thousand in the two thousands, the two thousand tens and the two thousand and twenties now. What yeah. a fella so did Johnny Sexton. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people were looking at sort of as you move into the backs, the scrum half. and um, yeah. I think I was saying to you uh, during the week before the team was announced, I was convinced Sean Cooney was gonna start in at nine. He's been yeah. on absolute fire for Ulster. I think he's the top point scorer in the Pro 14. He's in absolutely immense form. Uh, I think the only reason he's not getting the nod here is that Conor Murray's experience, his partnership with Johnny Sexton. Um, what a lot of people sort of forget about with Conor Murray is his game management. He manages the game probably better than any scrum half in the world. Yeah. He's basically the same age as well. So, uh, apart from, like, absolutely getting rid of everyone, I don't see why you just shouldn't just keep Murray there. Look, he's an absolute world-class talent uh, when he's on his game. Yeah. The only thing is is that someone like Conor Murray has to perform because Cooney's nipping at the, the butt to get in there. Yeah. And if he has any way a subpar performance, he'll be dropped for the next game and Cooney will be straight in. Yeah, that's probably the most pressure he's been on in a long, long time as well. It really, really is. Uh, Cooney actually also adds that extra aspect of goal kicking as well. Now, I know Conor Murray's actually kicked a few goals for Ireland as well, yeah. but like, Cooney is actually the, the selected goal kicker for Ulster. Yeah. So, and there's also a good few more Ulster players in the team these days. So, yeah, but like Sexton will be taking the kicks, uh, Byrne will take the kicks. I mean, when's it really gone down to Cooney? Well, like Cooney could be second choice for all we know. You know what I mean? Ross Byrne hasn't taken many kicks for Ireland. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see. Well, the, t- uh, the argument you have as well against Cooney, he is basically the same age as Murray, and he, there's no, there's more chance, there's more chance of McGrath being the, the scrum half in the next four in four years' time at the next World Cup as well. I suppose in terms of experience, like it's a wealth of experience yeah. in Murray's favor. Yeah. Well, so the people are like, oh, well, it, it's a bit unfair if Cooney doesn't play, but like sports isn't really fair either. And when you have a, a halfback partnership with Murray and Sexton, like it's hard not to pick that team. Yeah, fairness, they probably are the best half-pack uh, combination in the tournament. Um, well, yeah, yeah, well, what, Youngs and uh, Farrell, potentially? Yeah, potentially, but, like, I'd prefer Murray and Sexton. Yeah, well, you are Irish, so you are yeah. you are very bold. Uh, then I suppose, moving to the centres, um, were you shocked to see Bundy Aki in the centre instead of Henshaw? Do you know what? Everyone, like, the people I was listening to, like, Andy Dunn and uh, Keith Wood, neither of them mentioned Bundy Aki's name at all. So when I saw him in the starting lineup, I was like, oh, yeah, Aki. What's the story, man? In fairness, I feel like Bundyaki very rarely has a subpar game in the Irish jersey. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously a big physical brute in the middle of the field. Adds a bit of bulk in there, especially with Ring Rose. Ring Rose is a bit on the more on the slender side, a bit yeah. more finesse. Uh, it's almost it's almost like you put a bully in there to, you know, beef it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, I think Henshaw and Ring Rose's partnership, they offer plenty in attack, but you might almost think defensively maybe they're not as high up. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, there's something about Henshaw. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if he's like lived up to the hype that I thought he could do. Like I know, I know Ring Rose was, was like 100% getting into the starting 15, but this is this is sort of same problem that um, Cooney has as well as Henshaw. They're both now pushing Aki and Murray and let's see what actually comes out at the end. Because in fairness, if... Cooney does come in and eventually deep deep place Murray and if Henshaw comes in later on in the tournament and takes Aki's spot, that's only good for the country as well, you know? Yeah, well, it's good to show there's such healthy competition in all places. 
Uh, and I think Centre is as healthy a competition as ever. There's, yeah. uh, I think Ring Rose has really sort of solidified himself as the 13. He is an absolute world-class 13. He's such a talented player. Uh, his ability to find a gap as well is next level. Uh, Bundy is absolutely brilliant. But I, I, I feel like Bundy, Farrell, Henshaw... Any one of them could have went in, and I would have went. That's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't have went. Oh, we're gonna lose now. You yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, then the uh, Far- w- yeah, Farrell has impressed every time he's played. Yeah, he's almost like I never let you down, lads. But don't give me a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the wings was another place where I was slightly surprised, uh, just because there was no Keith Earls, but he's had a few injury issues. Yeah. For me, Keith Earls has been my first winger on the team sheet, uh, as opposed to uh, Stockdale and Conway. I think, obviously, Stockdale on his day, he can single-handedly win you a game. He's a tri-storming machine. He holds the record for most tries in a Six Nations yeah. tournament. But Keith Earls is like, you don't get any less than an 8 out of 10 game out of him. Sure you don't. Yeah. Uh, now, if Keith Earls was 100% fit, who would you, would you think Stockdale or Conway would still be ahead of him? And who would you uh, take out? Well, I think I'd have Earls down first, but I'd probably have Stockdale... Stockdale didn't have a very good World Cup, yeah. let's be honest. But he bar sort, the World sort of blew, Cup, he sort of like came on the scene, did unreal, and then hasn't lived up to the hype since. Yeah, but I think bar the World Cup, he's been quite good in Irish jerseys. Therefore, I'd sort of give him the BOG, the benefit of the doubt, and stick with Stockdale. And I'd probably have Conway on the bench just because he can play wing and fullback, so yeah. he's a bit more versatile. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you're thinking of <laughs> Uh And then obviously fullback Jordan Larmer. This is almost like a statement of intent here with yeah. Andy Farrell. He's looking to play some attractive uh, flats, uh, free-flowing attack and rugby. Larmer is an absolute <laughs> wizard with the feet. Uh, he makes people miss tackles like there's no tomorrow. I'll never forget some of the um, plays he made against Italy last year in Six Nations. He looked like he was dancing around people. He's an absolutely incredible rugby player. Yeah. Uh, and it just shows that he's kept Will Addison out of the team, who's been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But... At the end of the Larry day... Larry gets you out of your feet, man. I mean, yeah. gets you out of your seat. <laughs> he out. does, he does. Look, if I... if I, We've sort of named the entire team, and I think it's a brilliant team. If I was in charge, I think I would have slightly changed it. Uh, I almost would have went Healy, Kelleher, Furlong, Ryan, and Toner. And then you would have been like, right, there's the Leinster front five. That's your basis. Yeah. And then I, I would have been happy enough to sort of mix and match from there. But Leinster are so hot right now. They're the best team in Europe. I feel like Leinster could win the Six Nations. Yeah. So I'd almost sort of build your team off the Leinster core and I'd sort of move from there, you know? I get you, I get you, yeah. And we won't fire off in that wingers. I feel like the moment with the wingers, you sort of have Conway, you have um, Stockdale and you have Earls. But like when James Lowe comes into the fray as well, like, you know what I mean? It becomes very, very, very competitive. Yeah, it does. Um, what do you make of Addison being omitted a, a, a from this squad? Uh, I know people wanted him in because of his versatility, but um, he also wasn't in the World Cup squad as well, so it's not as if he should be guaranteed to start in this 15. Well, I just think with the for, for, uh, form Lancer and Larmer are in, and he was Larmer's one of the few players who actually did do well at the World Cup, I think it would be almost like blasphemous to not give him the jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when it came to the subs... Uh, Oh, that that that's a game where I wasn't too sure with the bench. Like Henshaw's on the bench, obviously alongside Ross Byrne and John Cooney. I think 
because Conway can play fullback, he gives you a bit of versatility. And because Henshaw can play fullback, he gives you that bit of versatility. And then Larmer can also move on to the wing. If, just say, Stockdale got injured, Henshaw can come in a fullback. He sort of covered all the bases. That's yeah, almost so. one bit um, more shocked that he didn't have Henshaw uh, starting and then maybe have someone else on the bench. I feel like if you pick Bundiaki or you pick um, Chris Farrell, they can play centre and that's it. I feel like the rest of the players are a bit more versatile around the back line. <laughs> I agree, I agree. I, I'm just so excited to see Larmer actually get mm. the ball and go and see what happens, you know. Uh, I think that was one thing we were lacking when Carney was playing. He was just getting a bit on and I didn't yeah, even have his legs. Carney was like safe as houses. Like, oh, I know. Kicked the ball yeah. up in the air and like, he was never oh, dropping it. Like, he, he, he's pure specialist back there, by. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see now a brand new, fresh pair of legs. Like, Larmer's mm. going to be there to stay, I think. Uh, also, uh, Roe Carney, he's on 98 caps now for Ireland. Do you think he'll ever get the last two? Probably not, to be honest. Um, that's his way, is unless maybe we try like, a game against Canada or something like that. And they yeah, want to give yeah, him the yeah. last two or get, something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but then again, there's so much young talent coming through the team. Uh, look, I, I always think with Irish rugby, there's that bit of. Uh, Oh, there's two Leinster fans there saying all oh, the Leinster players should be starting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, 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 I Saracens. I can see where that's coming from, to be honest. But also on the other side of it, like there are absolutely fantastic players from all provinces uh, in the yeah. squad. It's just more so when you have those combinations there and they know each other so well, they play week in, week out together. Why not use that? Yeah. Um, I think Munster, uh, like Klein's going to be. An absolute monster for them. Uh, like I said, Jack O'Donoghue, Sander, O'Mahony, like their back row was world-class. They're as good as any team in Europe. Uh, Keith Earls, I, I think, is the best winger Ireland have. Yeah, Ulster, like, I think have more sort of starters or potential starters in the Irish squad now than they've had in a very long time. Uh, Herring, Henderson, Stockdale. Cooney, Stockdale, Addison. Like, all five of them could be starting and people wouldn't... Like, you can put in a very strong argument that they should start. Like, it's good to see the competition growing in Irish rugby. Yeah. We didn't pick the team now. Don't forget that. Like, Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the bench? The bench is strong enough as well. You have, obviously, Keller, who we've gone over. Uh, Kilcoyne, who... Like, I, I look at Keane Heaney and be like, he's a 9 out of 10 from rower. And I look at, at Kilcoyne, and for whatever reason, I just think he's 7 out of 10. Just in terms of, like... His physicality, his movement around the pitch, his scrummage is not as good. I look at Porter, I'm like, he's like an eight and a half, but Furlong's a nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I think our front row was absolutely, we're absolutely blessed. Uh, Porter can also play loose and tight head, can he? He can, yeah, but I think he's more so sort of really like harped on the tight head side. And look, he's challenging Furlong for a starting position and like legitimately doing so, which is not very easy to do. Like yeah. Furlong was up for world player of the year last year. I mean, so that's yeah. very, very impressive. The back row is ultra competitive, as always. You still have like Jordy Murphy up and Ulster pushing for a spot as well. Henderson can move into the back row as well. Alton Dillon. Uh, Alton Dillon is also extraordinary versatile player. Can play second row or back row. Like, it's so, so competitive. And on top of that, at out half, after Sexton, it gets very competitive as well. You have Ross Byrne, you have Harry Byrne, uh, you have. Uh, fits over in uh, Connacht like these players are like chomping at the bit to get yeah. a shot in the Ireland camp and to get a shot at, at that green jersey 
It's brilliancy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually literally so excited for Saturday. I have a few points watching this at Guinness. Like, I actually read another article that like Ian Madigan was like trying to come back to Ireland as well. Oh, yeah? Get back in the fray. What about Simon Zebo? Any chance at all? No, I don't think that. I don't think so. But yeah, who knows? Never say never. You know what I mean? If he came back to Munster, would he get in the squad? Very much potentially so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Ireland do take on Scotland on mm. this Saturday at uh, 4.45 in the Aviva Stadium. Did you see Finn Russell? Uh, I heard he went down to piss. Yeah, and then like didn't show up for training and then yeah. like was invited back to the camp two days later and he was like, nah, you're grand and then went back to France. So he's not playing. Jeez. So in my opinion, that only favours Ireland even more. I do think Ireland are going to go out and beat Scotland. I think they'll beat them quite convincingly now yeah. uh, and it'll be a great start and it'll be a great confident booster for the start of Six Nations. They're at home as well. Yeah. Yeah, Ireland are at home. Uh, so, but, okay, so, obviously, myself and Ross, we're going to be keeping you up to date every, on every round of the yeah. Six Nations. Ireland are back in action again and on the 8th as well. And as well. Don't forget that. Yeah. Well, if we're looking at last season's... Um, I think Wales yeah. won last year, didn't Yeah, they? Wales won the Grand Slam. England came second. Ireland came third. France came fourth. And Scotland came fifth. With Italy sixth, as always. With Italy sixth, actually, yeah, I actually nearly forgot that. Um, right, but so uh, who's, who's playing first? Yeah, so it all kicks off Saturday. Wales are taking on Italy at uh, two fifteen in the Principality Stadium. So it's the the defending champs against the wooden spooners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I think we're both going to say Wales are going to win by with a bonus point. Yeah, Wales are very impressive in that World Cup as well. They got to the semi-finals. Oh, I actually don't watch a man Priestland play. I think he's brilliant. They're 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 a very very good side and a good. Team. They're actually just our class, and Alvin Jones, I don't know how he's still going, but uh, fair play to him. He's 37, isn't he? He just, he just loves it. You know yeah, what I mean? he's, it, he's not stopping. He's not stopping. He's not stopping. I mean, uh, like, it's cool. I think Ireland's second game against Scotland uh, in the Aviva Stadium. Yeah. I expect Ireland to win with a bonus point. Yeah, I'm t- I just think that back line is just so... It's, it's going to do some crazy stuff. I, I think Ireland are going to win, like, 40 points to, like, 18... I think I think Ireland are going to start playing a, like but the rumor on the street is that Ireland are going to be playing a lot like Leinster and there's going to yeah. be a lot of quick more o- fast and expansive yeah and yeah. that that's that's class to me because they they looked at really slow over the last couple of years mm. you know what I mean and it was just like ah oh, here come on lads and then you have France at home uh, in Paris to England yeah for, for me England were like the pre-tournament favorites and I think as it gets closer and um, because of what's happened with Saracens and stuff like that it's obviously going to have to affect the squad and that yeah. I think they're becoming less and less favourites and I think Ireland are now actually become and Wales are becoming closer to being the favour as the tournament comes closer to a fruition um, oh, you sort of do get what you mean but we should probably go into that with a tiny bit more detail but uh, this game does take place on Sunday so there's two on Saturday mm-hmm. one on Sunday this is going to be at 3 o'clock on Sunday France are at home uh, Ross yeah obviously this shit situation with Saracens is after is definitely going to like take people's eyes off the ball like what, what club am I going to yeah. there's going to be a lot of uncertainty uh, England looked unreal in that World Cup I know they lost in the final I think they sh- they took their foot off the gas but um, this France they have uh, they, they, they picked a 42 man squad wasn't it Yeah. Uh, nearly half the squad is uncapped and only one player is 30 or older I feel like France are constantly just like rotating a new new bunch of players in Yeah. Uh, I almost think it's like quite rare for a French player to have like 40 caps at any stage now look this this new style of France is they're trying to get the young blood in I think it's going to be probably a tough two or three years but in three years time France could be back as good as the other nations 
Uh, they're blooding in new players. They're blooding in new team. They're looking for a younger version of the team. I think they will be somewhat competitive. All these guys are going out here to prove points. But I do think England will win. I think England win by about 8 to 10 points. I think it will almost sort of get to the 60 minute. It'll be really close. And then England will like score a few tries in the last 20. Yeah. I think Philly, uh, Billy Vinopolo is out of this competition as well. He's um, a massive loss for them. Yeah. He's one of the best players in the world. Like Not just best in Brates. One of the best players. Like, he can do it all. Like, when his socks are down around his ankles, you know he means business. <laughs> or his pants. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, as you said, we're going to be running through all the, like, the whole competition as well. And, I, like, I'm really, really looking forward to the Six Nations. I was saying, like, you can't beat the Six Nations crack. Mm. Like, I swear to God. I, I'm sure it's, like, we obviously have uh, people from Scotland, Wales, England, and, like, that, 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 that follow the show. Uh, and France, bonjour. <laughs> and France and and Italy actually yeah. as well. But uh, like the, like Do you have picks for top top try score. Oh my god, that, that's actually one thing I didn't even think about. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go uh, Cock and Singer for England. For me, I think it's been two people. I think it's Adams for Wales and Andrew Conway for Ireland. I think he's very prone to scoring like two or three tries in one game. He does just get the head down and run. Yeah. Uh, so, as we said, we're going to come back in for round two, round three, round four, round five. But, uh, Ross, pre-tournament predictions, who do you think is going to be lifting the trophy? And who do you think is going to be lifting that wooden spoon? Uh, obviously, I'd love to say Ireland. I'm going to say Wales win the Six Nations again uh, with five or four wins and one loss. And I'm gonna say Italy will have the wooden spoon. I think Ireland, England. I think we are very tight between the three of them. Yeah. And yourself? Because of Saracens problems with England. No, I'm gonna go for the like the the amount of people that are gonna like this now. Uh, I actually think England are gonna win it. I think Ireland are gonna come second if we get off to a good start. Uh, Wales to come third. France fourth. Scotland fifth. Italy sixth. Um, who knows what happens in round two Ireland do take on Wales in Dublin and uh, I take it all back Ireland are going to win right but it's just the, the way the fixtures are set France are uh, I think England, England are home way. Yeah, yeah it's it's like this year is like our cycle where it's harder for us to win it for people that don't understand we have more uh, we have our trickier games away from home you know that's what it's done yeah isn't it funny the way we played the same two teams away all the time the same two teams at home yeah. but that's just the way it is yeah. but guys thanks a million for watching if you like Irish rugby make sure to hit subscribe on Spotify YouTube whatever you're watching it on yeah. uh, thanks so much uh, for watching as always and as always stay energised <laughs>